Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Six o'clock, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us, 215 592 94-94. That's how you hop aboard on this Wednesday night. A lot to talk about. A lot to talk to you guys about. we got some great guests coming up. It is a, uh, it's a Wingo Wednesday. Trey Wingo joins the show at 8 p.m. tonight. Jack Fritz will join the show later on for a hot stove chicken. The Trey Turner rumors and the Phillies rumors are starting to heat up. We'll get to a Sixers game coming up in a little bit against the Cavs. Big game in the Eastern Conference. So a lot to hit on tonight. But I want to start with something that, that just... It drives me crazy, and we've been doing it since last year, and we're doing it again this year. Now, at least last year, there was at least some evidence on the other side of this. There was some, you know, reason to debate on the other side. I, I got it a little bit last year. Now, I, I, I believed that we were dealing with someone who was smart and who knew what he was doing, was kind of undermanned last year, and I gained the benefit of the doubt. A lot of people didn't want to. That's fine. And there's been a negative feeling or thought around this particular member of the Eagles for a while now. But what doesn't add up to me now, 2022, with the Eagles at 10-1, and 1, is that the, the, the facts do not back it up. And what I'm talking about, of course, is the Jonathan, Gander, uh, Jonathan Gannon criticism that is out there and continues to be out there. Let me just put it as bluntly as I can. Jonathan Gannon is a good defensive coordinator. Period. Jonathan Gannon is a good defensive coordinator. The Eagles' defense is in good hands with Jonathan Gannon. I don't worry about this defense on a week-to-week basis. It seems like so many people do. Every show I'm listening on WIP, Jonathan Gannon, Jonathan Gannon, the defense, you know, this and that, run, rushing the defense, all that. Here are the facts about the Eagles' defense, okay? Here are the facts. The, number, the Eagles are number two in the NFL in yards per play allowed. Number two at 4.8 yards per play. You know who number one is? The San Francisco 49ers at 4.7. The defense that everyone is gushing over, and I respect their defense with D'Amico Ryans, right? Everyone's like, yeah, D'Amico Ryans, look how great he is as defensive coordinator. Oh, I wish we had D'Amico Ryans. 4.7 yards per play his defense gives up. The Eagles give up 4.8. I mean, like, think about that difference for a second. It's almost identical. The Eagles are the number two defense in the National Football League in yards per play allowed. Only behind the San Francisco 49ers, number two. In points allowed, the Eagles are number nine. They are a top 10 unit in the NFL in points allowed per game. Less than 20 points per game allowed. 19.6. Okay, In a league right now where scoring is in the 20s. Now, scoring is a little bit down this year compared to a couple years ago. But scoring is still over 20 points per game. This is an above average. It's a top 10 defense in the National Football League right now by points. It's top five defense by yards per play allowed. Okay, and then let's go to the big plays, splash plays, game-changing plays. The Eagles have forced 23 turnovers in 11 games. That's an average of more than two turnovers forced per game. I mean, they're pacing to, to, to take, take the ball away nearly 40 times this season from the opponent. You got to go back through Eagles history to find, and you're not going to have a long list of teams that took the ball away 40 times or more. 
I'm telling you, the list can't be that high. I mean, how many Eagles defenses did that? Now, I know there's an extra game now, and we'll see if they actually get to that number. There are 23 over 11 games. But they're taking the ball away left and right. And for as, as much as the offense has done this year, and the offense has done a lot, think about how many short fields they've given the offense. How many easy touchdowns they've given the offense because they take the football away. I mean, you go to the game a couple weeks ago against the Washington Commanders, where I didn't think the offense played well at all. Those turnovers, and they only scored you know one legitimate drive. They had turnovers deep in the, in their own territory that they, they took the ball away, where the Eagles were set up for an easy touchdown because of Jonathan Gannon's defense. Yes, did they did they play their best football this past Sunday night against the Packers? They didn't. They didn't play their best football. I mean, Watson had that big touchdown at the end to make it look even worse. But, I mean, the reality is they gave over 30 points. They shouldn't have to a Packers offense that had averaged, you know, a little bit around 20 the entire season. They had had a tougher night. But let's not forget, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, in Indianapolis, the Eagles' defense was the reason they won that football game. They kept them in it as the offense did nothing drive after drive after drive until the fourth quarter when Jalen Hurst took over and they won the game. But the defense is the reason that Hurts had a chance in the fourth quarter of that game. 215-592-9494. I'm not sure what Jonathan Gannon has to do to just – I'm not asking anyone to put him in the Hall of Fame. I'm just – I'm saying it as simply as I possibly can. He is a good defensive coordinator. Agree or disagree with that statement? 215-592-9494. I believe he's good. Number two in yards per play allowed this year. Top 10 in points allowed per game. They are second – how about this number? The Eagles are second in the NFL in passing yards allowed per game. Okay, how do you how do you get killed in the NFL? You get killed in the NFL by the other team throwing the ball over your head. By, by a passing attack. That, that's how you lose in the NFL. I said it after the Washington game. You don't lose in the NFL by giving up the ru- running, running yards. You, you don't, r- rushing yards. If you have a good team, right, in, in the context of your team, if you have a, a good, competent offense on your side, you're not going to lose by giving up rushing yards. If the other team could throw on you and put up 40, yeah, you could lose then. You're not going to lose by getting run on a little bit. The Eagles have allowed only 183 Passing yards per game. It's second best in the NFL. That's a remarkable number. It, it really is. And, and, and considering the fact they've been up in a lot of games. So when you think about it like that, like, all right, well, they've been up. Teams have to throw on them late to come and try to come back. Less than 200 passing yards per game? That's really good in the modern NFL. They're number two there. 23 takeaways. They're top half of the league on third down. And, you know, they had the one really, really, really bad night on third down against the Commanders. You take that out, I bet they're probably top seven or eight on third down this year in the NFL. This guy's a good coordinator. 215-592-9494. And one last thing on this, because I I do think it's important to note this. Look at the trend around the NFL. Look at how defenses are playing around the NFL. I'm not sure if you want to call Jonathan Gannon a trendsetter. Or just the fact that he is on the correct curve here. Defenses are playing how the Eagles play defense. Not blitzing very often, playing the safeties back, not getting beat over the top, no big plays. You wanna you wanna have 10 play drives, you try to beat us that way, go for it. You wanna run the football a little bit on us, you go for it. But you're not gonna beat us over the top. Have you noticed that's the way teams are playing defense now in the NFL? The shell coverage? I you know, I, I'm not gonna sit here and say Jonathan again and set the trend, but he certainly is on the correct curve of where defenses are going in the NFL. He saw this, and he's he's putting it in here in Philadelphia. He put it in last year. It, it reminds me a little bit 
of, you know, when Andy Reid first got here to Philadelphia, what did he start doing? Throwing the ball over the place. And at that point, balance in the NFL was way more of a thing. You know, teams were still drafting running backs in the top five. The Eagles decided they were going to throw the ball 55, 60% of the time because Andy Reid kind of saw the future of the league, which was the short passing game, the screen game, the pass game over the run game. And, and then, you know, within the next few years, basically everyone was playing like that, at least philosophically. It's happening again. This time it's Jonathan again, and this is the way defenses are playing right now in the NFL. And as long as these big-time quarterbacks are running around like Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, that's the way defenses are going to play. They're not going to get beat over the top by these quarterbacks. They're going to force everything underneath. The Eagles, they're, they're setting a trend with Jonathan Gannon. And then as far as the other night goes, yeah, it's too many points to allow to the Packers. But let's not forget, and Nick Sirianni certainly didn't after the game, Jonathan Gannon, well, listen, Sirianni asked, are you disappointed in the defense? Listen to what he had to say, and he's right. The defense was set up to fail a little bit by the special teams and, and Sirianni's offense on, on Sunday night. It, it was what I was more upset with. It was the the position that we were putting the defense in. Now we got to stop them and, and create, you know, four point plays down there on third down in the red zone. Um, Rogers made a really good play to to Aaron Jones uh, on that scramble. I don't know. I don't know if that was third down or not. That you guys could help me out with that. It was second and twenty. Yeah. So he got him out of a out of a bind right there. But um, I, that's what I was more disappointed in. More disappointed. Excuse me. In his offense. More disappointed himself when he went for the fourth down they didn't get in the first quarter of that game. More disappointed especially, which is it's absolutely true. I mean, how many of those drives were on the 40-yard line? And then the return game for the Packers, 35, 40, 42-yard line. I don't care who you have on defense. If you're going up against Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and you're giving them the football and Christian Watson and you're giving them the ball on the 40-yard line, the other team's going to score. That, that It's the NFL. It, it, all you have to do is get 30, 35 yards and you're about to score a point. You're in field goal range at least at that point. So I, I don't look at Sunday as a disaster. Was it their best game? No. They did, did give up one really, really big play to Watson, and that has to be corrected. But I don't. I, I think they were hung out to dry a little bit. 215-592-9494. I believe Jonathan Gannon is a good defensive coordinator. Agree or disagree? Tucker, what are you thinking? I think he's fine. I mean, I'm not at the front of the Jonathan Gannon parade like you are, you know, banging the, the drum for him to be – greatest coordinator and have a statue bit out inside a Lincoln financial field. But I just don't understand why last year, the entire season when we criticized Jonathan Gannon, we were told it was unfair, right? It wasn't fair to Jonathan Gannon because he didn't have the talent and it wasn't his fault that that defense underachieved. Right. And this season when he has four pro bowlers, five pro bowlers, maybe six pro bowlers playing on that defense right now, it's all Jonathan Gannon, right? Jonathan Gannon is the reason why this scheme works. I think right now what Jonathan Gannon and what this defense has done is a product of the talent on the field, right? Like, this defense works because you have two Pro Bowl cornerbacks right now. This defense works because TJ Edwards is having a breakout season and Hassan Reddick has come as advertised. This defense works because Jordan Davis was an absolute monster to start the season, and when he went down, they didn't say, hey, Jonathan Gannon, fix this. They said, don't worry, we'll go find you 700 pounds of defensive tackle so you don't have to alter your scheme. I think Jonathan Gannon's fine. I think what he's doing is okay, but... If he left in the offseason, if he went and got a head coaching job in Denver or Houston or wherever it may be, I'm not worried. I, I think the Eagles would be perfectly fine. Like I'm more worried about losing guys like James Bradbury and Marcus Epps in free agency than I would be losing Jonathan Gannon to another coaching job. Yeah, and I think that's that's fair. Um, and he certainly didn't have the, enough players last year, and this year he has players. But 
I don't know what the guy has to do to get people to, to say he's good. I, again, I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying he's Buddy Ryan or he's going to the Hall of Fame one day or, or he's going to be a, this great, 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 great defensive mind, but he's good. They've given him players, and there's been results. Like, they're not middle of the pack in these categories. They're top 10 in a lot of these categories. Isn't that what we hope for? All right, Howie Roseman went out and got him players. They were 15th, 20th in a lot of categories last year. Can he get them to, to a good level? I mean, again, they're second in the NFL in yards per play allowed. That's a pretty significant statistic. They are top 10 in points. Whatever stat you want to use, they're probably pretty high. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop in. I believe Jonathan Gannon is a good defensive coordinator. Do you? Let's talk about this on WIP. Jay is up. What's up, Jay? Hey, how's it going, man? Good, Jay. What are you thinking? Well, you know, uh, I got to go on the other side of this. You know, it's frustrating watching Gannon not make adjustments in the game. I mean, I know in hindsight you can kind of look back at those numbers that you threw out. But while while I'm watching those games, as I'm watching them, what's going through my mind at the time I'm watching them, forget your numbers, because while I'm watching the game, I'm not thinking about your first top ten numbers. I'm looking at this man watching uh, Gibson and all those guys from Washington run down the field, and he's not making his defense uh, say, okay, guys, I got some great guys here. I want you to become uh, 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 great guys right now. I, I picked you up. I brought you on the team. Now it, it, here's the time I need you to really make some noise. I don't get the feeling that Gannon allows his great individual talents to be individual talents except for the secondary. So that, that defensive line, if you watch it a lot of times, they're spread out. They have all these gaps. And he never closes them. And what that does, those numbers that you talk about, yeah, he doesn't give up anything because they get to run down the field and burn off about eight or nine minutes. We're just lucky enough to have a, a, a good enough offensive team to counter that. But when the playoffs come, that's going to be a different animal. Well, you we'll know? see. But, but Jay, I, I think you should, as a coordinator on defense, you should play to your offense, right? It, it's complementary football. Like, I, I don't see why he should change this. It works. They're 10-1. and one. Yeah, but it, you know what? And I, I'll say this. It's worked in hindsight, but, again, in real time while I'm watching the game, my mind goes to what is this defensive coordinator doing? You know, uh, we should have beat Washington. You know, but he's he's – he didn't make adjustments. He didn't say, uh, Fletcher Cox, you know what, go make a play. You know, uh, 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 Reddit, you guys, you know, you, you go after him. Just send a message every so often. He doesn't do that. He just sits back, lets them dink and dunk down the field, and that's probably why they have that second-best uh, percentage that you talked about because, yeah, they give up everything underneath, you know, so they're not getting beat over the top. But that's, that's frustrating watching that. So yeah, and I, I, I listen, Jay. I understand your point, and and it and, and last year I was frustrated. I mean, the playoff playoff game against Tampa, Jay. I appreciate it, man. But I, here's what frustrates me or makes me excited: results. And the results are they win. The results are the defense performs over the course of the full game well enough. You know, I think part of this, it's a theory of mine, is we can't get past the old days of defense. We can't. We can't get past the Buddy Ryan days, the Jim Johnson days. Those days are over. It's it, it's it's over. Buddy Ryan defense isn't coming back to the NFL. It is over. 
You cannot blitz at a high level in the NFL and succeed. These quarterbacks are too good. These coordinators are too good. And these receivers are too good. You blitz, they will find the open guy, and you will give up 60-yard touchdowns. All for the name of being aggressive. You know what I want? I want stop the other team scoring points. And the Eagles do that at a, at a pretty high level. I want to win the game. And as far as adjustments goes, I, I I disagree with that. Now, he may not adjust quick enough for you. You you may want him to adjust after the first quarter. The Eagles have only allowed 8.5 points per game after halftime this season. It's top 10 in the NFL. I think they're they're I mean, just do the math. If they're going up 19.6 a game, they're they're worse defensively in the first half of games. What is that, 11.1 or so? 11, about 11 points per game in the first half, 8 in the second half. They're better on defense in the second half of these games. So he's obviously doing something at, at, at halftime. He is adjusting. Now, maybe it's not happening as quick enough for, for, for you to like, but I, I don't even know what that means, send a message. Like, is, does that mean blitz? What, do, what does that mean? Do you think he explicitly told Fletcher Cox not to make a play? Listen, buddy, you don't make a play. You just stand there and watch. I, you I, better not get anywhere near that running back. I really think a lot of the reason why Jonathan Gannon is not liked in Philadelphia is because he's perceived to be passive while the great coordinators here in the past have been aggressive. We had the same conversation about Jim Schwartz. His defense worked too for a lot of years. And you know what? They won a Super Bowl. Now, in that Super Bowl, they got torched. But in the title game and the game before that, you know, division round against the Falcons, his defense was outrageous. I mean, this guy's a good coordinator, and I, and I can't get past that the strategy, right? The, the We're going to allow the run. We're going to play the deep pass. We're not going to get beat over the top. This is now becoming the predominant defense in the NFL. This is what teams do. You know, if, if the Eagles were doing something and nobody else was doing it, well, we'd either, either have a genius or an idiot here. right? That, that would be it. But they're doing something that's becoming what everyone is doing, which tells me they're onto something, which tells me Gannon is onto a strategy here. Now, the strategy, as Tucker said, might be dependent on the players. It might be a sound strategy. If you have bad players, it's not going to work as great. You have good players, it's going to work fine enough. And that might be who he is. You know, I, I don't, I'm not saying we have the next, you know, whoever you want to say, Wade Phillips or T- Todd Bowles, bad head coach, but a good coordinator, whoever. You know, whoever you want to say is a great defense coordinator over the years, Buddy Ryan. I'm not saying he's that, but the guy's a good coordinator. I, I don't know how you could have number two ranks, number three ranks, number one ranks, top ten ranks. Like, yeah, they have talent on this defense, but... I mean, they're not just doing it. He's not sitting there with his arms crossed. This is his strategy, and the players are playing well within it. Kevin is in Overbrook. What's up, Kevin? Hey, how are you? Good, Kevin. What's up? All right, so would you agree that it's a passing league now? Uh, yes. Okay. I want you to verbally, out loud, name every quarterback this year the Eagles have played. Uh, okay, let's go through the schedule. They have played Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. They have played Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. They played Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. They played Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott. Nope. Cooper we, Rush. Cooper Rush. Excuse me. Cooper Rush. I had the Cowboys in my head. Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. Davis Mills. Mm-hmm. Uh, was after Davis Mills. The uh, t- Taylor Heineke. Okay. Uh, and then we went and played Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers. So now, you just named every quarterback. Mm-hmm. Only one of those quarterbacks, if the season ended today, is making the playoffs. Uh, Heineke? Nope. Yes, they're in the playoffs. All right, so. And so is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. So is Kirk okay. Cousins. So you named a bunch of quarterbacks who, on good teams, would be backups. Aaron Rodgers and, and Kirk Cousins are the only two legitimate starters 
there. Well, Kyler Murray's a legitimate NFL starter. Come on. Okay. All right. Well, all right. and Rick, so is Trevor. Out, and so is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is a starter. All right, but what is Jacksonville doing? So you have a team that you're saying defensively that has a good defensive coordinator. Yeah. When when they were two and five last year, he gave up eighty percent to to elite quarterbacks. He hasn't played in the league. He played one elite quarterback this year. But what is he? What, spo- what, what, what is? But what is he supposed to do about that? Okay, you can't do nothing about your schedule, but at the same time, your competition is your competition. So don't make it seem like he's the next coming of the next defensive coordinator when the competition is less than the Eagles should be playing. But it's not well, less than they should be playing. Are, it's not less than they should be playing. It's the NFL. Like how they made the playoffs last year, and they got the second easiest schedule in the league. First of all, this, first of all, it's not. That was coming it into the, no, no, no. That was coming into the year, Kevin. Their schedule so to the year. They have the second easiest schedule in, in the league. But things and they change. The but they're they're in a division right now that might send four teams to the playoffs. Okay, but that's, you're talking about the division. But the Eagles realistically may have one or two losses left on their schedule because the rest of the teams aren't up to snuff. You know, come on. You can't say the Eagles are playing good competition. You can't who is okay, Kevin? Who is the no Niners? Do you think but, the but Ni- this, Do you think the Niners have the best defense? I think the Niners have the, a better team. Do you want Do you want me to read to you the quarterbacks the Niners have beaten this year? Sure. Okay, I, I'll go get it because the the Niners have beaten nobody, nobody this season. And when they played a good quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, he could put up forty four points on them. Okay, but have the Eagles played anybody like a Patrick Mahomes? No, no, but the point okay, is, so but, the, but the, wait, 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 wait a second. The, you said the Niners, you think are the best defense, and right now they're ranked number one. They haven't played anybody either. And when they played no, one no, guy, they got no, torched. Actually, if you want to go rankings, Dallas has the number one ranking defense because go by points, not yards. Okay, Dallas, the 49ers, they're obviously both really good defenses, right? But how many great quarterbacks are in the NFL to play is my question. In the AFC? No, no, in the league. No, in the league, you got Mahomes, you got Josh Allen. I mean, if you want to consider uh, Lamar Jackson a great quarterback, which I don't, but a lot of people do. So, but I don't. Well, I'm with you. So, there's two. You want to maybe Burrow in there? Three? Like this is a this is not really a problem because the, there's the, we're talking about a thing like, oh, when are they going to play a great quarterback, Kevin? The Super Bowl? The playoffs. The no, playoffs. What playoffs? In the NFC? Who's the great quarterback they're going to play in the NFC playoffs? Okay. Jimmy G? If, no, no. If, if everything goes according to plan, they will even play the second because the Eagles won't get the bye. Right. So they're going to play the four or five matchup, which is going to be Dallas and Tampa Bay. So, okay, is, is, so Bra- is, Brady, is, is Brady still a great quarterback? Come playoff time, you want to play Brady in the playoffs? I, I would love to play the Bucs. That team stinks. Okay, so you would rather play Brady in the playoffs? The, the team After, stinks. If, if they beat Dallas, which means they have momentum. They're five and six. Okay, so so the last... Four Super Bowl winners were seven and four after after eleven games. But, five, but, five, but Kevin, five and six. I and I get your point. I appreciate it. Appreciate your phone calls always. But five and six and seven and four is different. We're having this this whole thing about these great quarterbacks. Where are they? I don't believe the Eagles will see a great quarterback until the Super Bowl. So if you're sitting here on November 30th worried about the Super Bowl, that's a pretty good thing to worry about. I'm not, well, how will Jonathan Gannon do in the Super Bowl? I don't know. We'll find out when we get there. But there's like, the, like, oh, around the corner, here come all these great quarterbacks. Really? Here comes Ryan Tannehill and then Daniel Jones or Justin Fields, right? Like, and then it's Dak, who's good. And then we're talking about Andy Dalton and Daniel Jones. And then what's the playoffs? Jimmy Garoppolo and Dak Prescott? 
There's not a great quarterback they're going to see until the Super Bowl. So, like, I can't worry about this stuff with Jonathan Gannon. 215-592-9494. They are taking down the competition that they have in front of them. They are number two in yards per play allowed. Jonathan Gannon is a good defensive coordinator. Agree or disagree? I, I just I can't believe how much we need to pick a guy who's number two in yards per play allowed, number nine in points allowed per game this season in the NFL. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop in on Sports Radio 94 WIP. FanDuel uh, football season underway. So now the perfect time to download FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Sign up, promo code Gilio. Look, FanDuel is all your fair bets. Money line, points, spreads, player props. And with live betting, you get updated odds on games that have already started. All an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I love the FanDuel app. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. So sign up today. Promo code Gilio for your no sweat first. That's promo code G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more of this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. A lot to do tonight. We'll get to the Phillies rumors around Trey Turner as that thing might be heating up. We'll do a Phillies hot stove check-in later. Trey Wingo, it's uh, Wingo Wednesday here on the uh, evening show. We'll get to Trey coming up on the Eagles and, um, of course, the uh, victory over the Packers and looking forward to this game against the Titans coming up against Derrick Henry and company on Sunday. So a lot to do. Sixers as well in Cleveland tonight. But we're starting with Jonathan Gannon, who just continues to get criticized on WIP. I mean, after the first loss, I know it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, he's getting ripped and destroyed. Fire Jonathan Gannon, and he stinks. So, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm looking at the big picture of the season. This guy's done a good job. The Eagles have a good defense. In fact, in a lot of metrics, they're a top 10, top 5 defense, top 2 in yards per play allowed. They have 23 takeaways. 
Now, is it perfect? No. And the run defense needs to be better. But this is a coordinator that has his players playing. For the, is anyone, is, let me ask you this. How many Eagles on defense do we feel are having down years that like really are playing poorly? I, I don't think many. I mean, he's got them playing at the level they're supposed to or above. Right, Bradbury's had a bounce back year here in Philadelphia from what he did with the Giants last year. Slay's still playing. Actually, Slay's playing at a higher level under Gannon than he played under Schwartz in 2020. I, I didn't think Slay played very well his first year here, and he's played better the last two years. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is having a Pro Bowl kind of season before the injury. You know, Marcus Epps having his best season. They're getting, a, I mean, a big year out of Javon Hargrave. They're getting production out of out of Redick. Like, you know, when you talk about a defensive coordinator, you say, all right, these players are not playing down in his system. Well, that's not true. And the defense is underperforming. That's not true. So you add it up, you look at points. I think he's a good coordinator. Bottom line, agree or disagree? 215-592-9494. Let's talk to Mark, who's in Easton. Hey, Mark. Hey, man, how you doing? Good, Mark. What are you thinking? Every point I was going to make, you hit it. <laughs> I just, Mark, I don't get it. I'm sure, you know, you hear it on WIP. I'm sure your friends you talk about. I just, people don't like like this guy, and I don't really get it. Here's the thing. If you, a lot of people got spoiled with, uh, with uh, Jim Johnson, Buddy Ryan, and used to those defenses. And, you know, a lot of years, you know, when teams have good defenses, they like the blitz. And that's not what, what Jonathan Gannon does. He's a, He's a safe guy. He wants to do just what you said. Stop the run and not give up the big play. We'll live with those little five- and six-yard plays. We plan to stop it. You know, that, that's just – he just doesn't want to give up the deep ball. And, you know, and like you said, if he's such a bad coordinator, like we got good players on this defense. Last year we didn't have that many good players, and we weren't really that good. We, we, we're, yeah, we're, you're right. And, and I thought, you know, last year he didn't really have that much to work with. And, you know, it, it'd be one thing if they weren't making any plays, but they've, they have 23 turnovers for us. That's exactly. an enormous amount. And then at one point in the season, they didn't give up, they didn't give up over 17 or 20 points in a game. Yeah. So, like you, like you just said, I was going to say this too. All right, if he's such a bad coordinator, what player is having such a down year? I think everybody's having not a career year, but a – a better year than they had did last year. Yes, so, so they've gotten better within the defense. And Mark, I appreciate the phone call. I mean, they've been a guy like like I'm just looking at some players that have thrived under him. T.J. Edwards has thrived under Jonathan Gannon. Remember all the linebackers that they couldn't they couldn't find linebackers under Jim Schwartz. And Tucker and I like Jim Schwartz, but they tried a lot. They drafted a lot of linebackers in that like third, fourth, fifth round range over the years with Schwartz here. Like Davion Taylor. Davion Taylor, uh, I guess Nate, Nate Geary was was part of that idea. Um, didn't work. I mean, those guys couldn't play. Uh, who's the guy? He, I think he's on the Broncos right now. He, he was like Alex Singleton. Alex Singleton. He gets a lot of run for them. He does, and he's not terrible, but he's also, you know, he's not very good. Um, but, like, they couldn't find a linebacker that could stick, and now they, they've hit a home run with T.J. Edwards as an undrafted player, and – Kaiser White has come here and been really productive. There's other linebackers under Schwartz that couldn't stick. Was it L.J. Fort, the guy they signed from the from Washington? He was gone in like ten minutes. I forget his and last. now he start. I don't know if he's still in Baltimore, but he started in Baltimore for two years. L.J. Fort, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So they had they they Corey threw, Nelson. Corey, they threw all they threw every dart you could at linebacker with Jim Schwartz, and none of them worked. And they've thrown basically two darts under under Gannon and T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White, and they both worked. Like these guys have been so good. Nicobe Dean doesn't even get in the field. I believe Jonathan Gannon's a good defensive coordinator, and I I just I can't believe how many criticize how this team plays defense. Eric's in Marlton. Hey, Eric. 
How are you? First of all, I'm a big fan of you, big fan of the show. Well, thank you, Eric. I'm doing well. What's up tonight? What's on your mind? All right, so I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm a Jet fan. I now live in South Jersey the last six years. So I, I watch every Eagles game. I, I, I want to say I've maybe only missed a couple of these six years. And really just, you know, because, I, 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 you know, it's the game on TV and I, and I watch these games closely. I, I just I, – I, one of the things that – Two, two things that Philadelphia and New York fans have in common is we're passionate, right? And we also look for something to complain about when things are great. This team is 10-1. I'm a Jets fan. If, if, uh, as a Jets fan, if I was 10-1, I would quit my job and just do nothing but watch Jet highlights all day. I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. This, this guy, Gannon, is a real – now, he's not just a good coordinator. He's a really good coordinator. Is he the greatest coordinator of all time? Maybe he'll become it. But the fact that is, you held – you beat Aaron Rodgers. You held Aaron Rodgers for the most part in check a guy like Aaron Rodgers is going to make big plays. He's, he's, a whole, he's a Hall of Famer. You have to play who's on your schedule. There's so, there's so much parity in the NFL. There's, there's no great. There's, there's three great teams in the NFL. The Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Bills. After that, the Vikings, to me, aren't a great team. It's those three teams. The Eagles are not. The Eagles are going to face one of the two great quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. You know, um, Allen or uh, Mahomes, and and that's it. So I think just Eagles fans right now, and there's no disrespect because New York fans do it probably worse than anybody. There's nothing to complain about. Everything is great. I'll hang up and listen. I yeah. love you, man. Have a great one, Eric. I appreciate, you, man. I appreciate you listening to the show and. Um... It's, it's it is interesting hearing different perspectives sometimes. Like obviously, obviously Eric lives here now, but he's a, he's a Jets fan, and they're rarely any good, as he knows. Now their actual defense is really good this year, and, and maybe they've got a quarterback that they made their switch. But we are looking for reasons to complain. I, I heard the camera this morning talking about this is one of the most disrespected great teams he's ever seen in Philadelphia. Like we're just we're nitpicking everything. Also, I think we've romanticized the Super Bowl year so much that we forget that that team wasn't perfect either. I heard uh, now it's I mean, we're talking again in here, but I heard Marks and Reese today discussing the passing game for the Eagles and how Mar- I think John is a little bit concerned because the passing game has has gone backwards a little bit the last couple of weeks. They're not throwing for as many yards, uh, not qu- quite as efficient as you want in throwing the football the last couple of weeks. You know they're averaging eight point one yards per uh, attempt this year. It was seven point five or seven seven in the Super Bowl year with Wentz. Like I don't remember the complaints about the offense and the passing game. And I looked today at the box scores. There were games in 2017 when Wentz, we all agree, was playing very well. 150 yards. The game they beat the Cowboys 37-9, like around this time of the year, he was like 16-27, kind of like Hurts' passing numbers from Sunday. Uh, and I don't remember anyone talking about the passing game. It, it's Have we become more nitpicky? I think so, because if you look, their net yards per pass attempt, which takes into account sacks and right. everything. They were 14th in the league that year. They're fifth right now, and that number is around seven this year. It was 6.2 last year. I mean, they won in 2017 because of their defense and because of their run game. Very yeah, similar yes. to how they're winning right now. Yeah, I, and and I think we are being nitpicky. And when it comes to Jonathan Gannon, I think it's his style more than than the results. I I am about results. I don't care how you do it. I mean, I really don't. Like, you know, if I was building a team, I might have a preference to do this or do that. But as a fan, I just care about results. It's, it's almost like in baseball, we talk about, well, the way they used to play, right? Put the bat on the ball, less strikeouts. If you score enough runs per game, I don't care if you hit home runs, doubles, strikeouts, bunts. Like, it, what's the difference? Isn't it kind of like James Harden, right? Like, he averaged 36 points per game. It was boring. It sucked to watch. But 36. At the end of the game, he had 36. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of points. Paul's at Princeton. What's up, Paul? Hey, what's up, buddy? What are you thinking, Paul? What's on your mind tonight? 
I had to call you, man. I, I drive a truck for a living. I'm just feeling groggy. So, and then I heard your comment. Hold on. I heard your comment about uh, not facing a great quarterback mm-hmm. for the Super Bowl, and I disagree with you. Okay. So, who's the great quarterback they're going to face who, before the Super Bowl? Not, you can't count out Tom Brady. Okay, until he is retired, he's still a dangerous threat. You got it. Is he playing like? Is he a great quarterback right now? Uh, right now, I know they're five and six. But listen, going to that, his last uh, was a six or seven playoff run. His only loss was eight points or less. Okay, so he's been—you cannot count him out because um, any given game he will beat you, no matter how he's playing right now. This is only a regular season. Okay, so if the remember the Eagles lost to him last year, right? They did, okay. but but the Eagles are so, a better team now, and the Bucks are worse. Oh, absolutely, they're better than them this year. But once they face each other in the playoffs, you cannot take him for granted. You you, you understand me? Yeah, and I so. I don't, and it's not like I have no um, fear. Like he, he could play well against the Eagles in a playoff game. I just don't oh, think yep. their team is is very good. Like I, I would you be would you be really worried that the Bucks are going to come in here and beat the Eagles? Uh, honestly, if they're fa- listen, if you gave me a choice, San Francisco, what, would, what would you say? San Francisco, Dallas, the top couple teams. Um, uh, and put yeah, if you put the Bucks up there, I, honestly, I would be afraid of the Bucks more than the other two teams. Yeah, and it, Paul, I, I hear you, and, and I appreciate your call, man. Appreciate you listening, and I, I know the Bucks. It's like that. It's like the boogeyman thing, right? You're afraid he's Tom Brady. I mean, and he just he did beat the Eagles in a playoff game last year. But they're not a good team. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. If it wasn't for the NFC South, they wouldn't make the playoffs. They're five and six. They're not a good football team. They just lost to the Browns on Sunday. A couple of things that are way different. Now, is Brady appreciably different than last year? I think he's a, a, he's taking a little step back. I mean, if age does get to everyone. Um, I don't think it's mostly him, though. I, I I don't think Tom Brady's fallen off a cliff. What I think has happened is the offensive line is not as good, and the Eagles will obviously take advantage of that. And their coach. Is I think people just like Todd Bowles when when people it's like the opposite again not not that people dislike him but it's like the perception is not good when people like someone they don't want to say the truth Todd Bowles is a bad head coach he was a bad Jets head coach he's a bad head coach on Sunday they had a chance to win the game regulation he didn't take what was the whole thing he, he twenty three seconds to go he had timeouts didn't take it because he was afraid Tom Brady would throw an interception yes they threw a screen pass I think they only got one yard on first down and because of that he didn't take a timeout because he thought they could throw an interception and lose the game. He's a bad coach. I mean, the Eagles would have a significant coaching advantage if, if they played the Bucs in the playoffs. So, all right, if you want to say one, potentially one, they'd face one great quarterback before the Super Bowl. But again, are we sure the Bucs are going to win a playoff game to get here? I'm not sure. You know what this kind of reminds me of? It reminds me of Andy Reid's big run here in the early 2000s. There weren't a lot of elite quarterbacks in the NFC. Like yeah. We talk about Donovan McNabb and him not being on the level of Peyton Manning or, or Tom Brady, and he wasn't. But you look around the NFC, he was probably the best quarterback in, in that conference at the time. It is interesting. Doesn't it feel like Jalen is, is like the version of that now? It feels like it's playing out again. Like who is, So Kurt Warner had his ups and downs. So he was the, the But one. he was done by 0-2. Right. Um, so who are the other quarterbacks Brett in the Favre? NFC? Brett Favre? Favre, but older. But right? older Brett Favre. Dante and- Culpepper. But he was more of a comet, right? He got hurt, and he wasn't the same. Right. Kerry Collins with the Giants. Who was the division? I mean, the Cowboys had garbage. Quincy Carter. Quincy Carter was the guy for a little while. Mark Bolger, right? Was that the guy in uh, Bolger took over. Uh, uh, well, Ber- Bolger took over for Warner in St. Louis. The, the Cowboys, who were the other guys the Cowboys had? Drew Henson. 
was the baseball player. Uh, they were bad. They, they had some bad quarterbacks there. And Jake Plummer was in Arizona. It is kind of like this NFC now. It's a good point. I mean, there's a real chance the Eagles, to get to the Super Bowl, could have to go through... Patrick Ramsey was the quarterback in Washington. Patrick Ramsey from Tulane, if I remember correctly, that he played at. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't much. Uh, Joey Harrington in, in a bunch of garbage in Detroit. I'm trying to think who else were we missing. Uh, Aaron Brooks with the Saints. Who was just he was just a guy. I mean, he had I guess ten seconds. He was pretty good, but there wasn't the NFC was was pretty pedestrian when it came to quarterbacks. And look at now. I mean, what's the path for the Eagles to get to the Super Bowl? Like, could it be could it be Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo? It absolutely could be. Could it be Dak Prescott and Geno Smith? I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, that those could be the two teams they face. And look, the Eagles had a great run in in that time. Sometimes. Um, circumstance or luck is part of this all, isn't it? Like, do we remember how the Eagles got to the Super Bowl last time? Matt Ryan, who was very good, but, you know, Matt Ryan's not Patrick Mahomes, and then it was Case Keenum. What would be the equivalent of that this year? Geno Smith in the title game? Would he be this this year's Case Keenum? Yeah, I mean, kind of a a one-hit veteran wonder. You also look at the rest of the NFC that year. I always felt they kind of got the NFC... In a bit of a transition year. Mm-hmm. Like, like Brady hadn't come over yet. I think Rodgers got hurt that year. He, did. he broke his collarbone. And, and didn't play all that much. The Rams are still a year away from becoming the Rams. The Saints, honestly, were the second best team, and they lost on, on the miracle in, in Minneapolis. I mean, you kind of look around, and it's very similar to now where there were some scary teams, but there wasn't a team. I mean, the Eagles would be favored by at least four points in any playoff game right now. Yeah, so... The way Tucker just mentioned the Saints of 2017, that's the way I think of the Niners now. But, like, what if they get upset in the playoffs? What if the Eagles don't even see them? Like, we were fe- They have lost four games. Right. Like, they aren't untouchable. No, we're fearful of this Niners team. But there's a chance they lose before they get here. 215-592-9494. That is how you hop in. I believe Jonathan Gannon is a good defensive coordinator. Agree or disagree? I, I just I, – I am honestly flabbergasted at, at how many people – don't like Gannon, and and really beyond that, you know, you could like it or not like whoever you want. I mean, that's that's your right as a fan. I mean, you don't like a, a coordinator, a coach, or a player, whatever. But man, I mean, the results are good. That, that's what strikes me as weird. The results are good. If the results were mediocre, with 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 I would say a talented defense, I, I'd be at the front of the line saying this is not good enough. If the results were bad, I'd say he should be fired. But the results are good. In, in some cases, they're very good. I, I would say in their worst category, they're average. In their best category, they're elite among NFL defenses this year. That's pretty darn good for a defense. All right, let's hit a quick trust the pregame here. Delivered to you by PGW. PGW delivering safe, reliable energy to Philadelphia for more than 180 years. PGW energy for all of us. Visit pgworks.com for details. I, I'm, I'm excited for this game tonight. Sixers and the Cavs coming up a little bit out in Cleveland. Sixers are... What are we looking at tonight? After a big win the other night, Joel Embiid came back, uh, which was pretty quick after his injury. Joel Embiid and the Sixers tonight. Four-point underdogs? Yeah, four. Uh, the Cavs have been good. Uh, 209 and a half in the total. Donovan Mitchell has been outstanding for Cleveland, uh, getting traded there from the Jazz this past year. I'm, I'm interested in this game. I, I think this Cavs team is, is good. I think they're a threat to make some noise in the Eastern Conference playoffs. And the Sixers aren't quite hold. We did find out today James Harden is on the men. Maybe next Monday? We could see Harden back. They have played okay without James Harden. They've won seven of their last nine? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see because it's been fun watching this team with Shake Milton and George Niang, but we know from experience those guys can't cut it in the playoffs, right? You're not going to win 
playoff series and advance to the Eastern Conference Finals with Shake Milton taking 20 shots and George Niang playing 25 minutes a game. So whether or not we like it, James Harden has to come back and he has to be the guy that they're paying $35 million. I will say this, and I don't give Doc Rivers much credit around here. Their defense has been really good this season. It's been really good despite a lot of lineup changes. They're they're one of the top two or three defense teams in the NBA this year, and I, and I think we have to give some of the credit to the coach. He's had a lot of people in and out. He hasn't had Embiid for a period. He has, and he's been missing his two guards, which kind of changes everything about your team when when you're doing rotations and and how you're going to fit players together. I mean, I the Doc Fire Doc Rivers stuff is obviously calmed down. I mean, I don't like Doc Rivers, but. He's not doing a bad job right now. No, I just wonder if they alter the starting lineup when both Harden and Maxi are back, right? Because clearly when those two were playing together at the start of the season, it wasn't looking great. No. They weren't really meshing together. I wonder if there's a world where you can move Maxi to the bench and kind of be the second ball handler and, quite honestly, be like James Harden was when he first got into the NBA with Oklahoma City. There, you know what? I, I like that idea. Now, it's... I don't think there should be a stigma about it. I mean, you just said it. Harden did this, and he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. I mean, he started out that way, and his team got to the finals when he was doing that in Oklahoma City. There's, if it makes a team better, it makes a team better. Yeah, they, they might have to work that in. We'll see when Maxie comes back. We know it's going to be Harden maybe Monday against the Rockets tonight. It's the Sixers and the Cavs. Cavs favored by four, and um, we'll see if Joel could have as big of an impact. And, you know, I always wonder with him, kind of the adrenaline of that first game, does he have it as much tonight in his second game off of uh, missing a little bit of time. Trust the pregame delivered to you by PGW. PGW delivering safe, reliable energy to Philadelphia for more than 180 years. PGW Energy for all of us. Visit PGWorks.com for details. Chris is in West Oak Lane talking about Jonathan Gannon. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's up, man? What are you thinking? Um, great show. like listening to you, um, mainly because you're one of the more logical radio hosts on this station. But I think I could change your mind by the end of my call. So okay. I can make I'm my excited call. to hear what you have to say. You might not admit it because I know it's the premise for your show, but all right. So there's three reasons why Jonathan Gann isn't a great defensive coordinator. Number one, you guys just touched on it, the schedule. He, none of the teams in our division are great. So we can end up going to the Super Bowl not even facing a good team. <laughs> so – that being said, you can't say he's great if he's beating up on a bunch of average teams. And obviously he can't do nothing about it. That's the way how the schedule works out. But it doesn't mean you're great because you beat everybody. That's, that's, you gotta, it's like a boxer analogy. you got to beat a good fighter to be considered a great champion. You can't be 30-0 and 0 fighting a bunch of ragamuffins and consider yourself great. But what if the, all there is is ragamuffins? Well, that that's great for us. We we win the Super Bowl, but that doesn't mean he's a great defensive coordinator. It just means we he's good enough to beat everybody up. And then it'll it'll you'll understand more with my other point. With the hallmark of my other two points, the hallmark of a great defensive co- or any coach is if the scheme you run fits the personnel of your team, right? So before we just Last before we got Jordan Davis and Andame Kinsu and this other guy, the personnel of our defensive line didn't fit his scheme. Fletcher Cox was our best player on a defensive line for years, and what obviously he's he's getting older. But the scheme we run does not fit Fletcher Cox. He's more of a penetration, go through the gap, get to the quarterback 
get in the backfield. But the scheme we run requires our defensive linemen to take on blocks and be a two-gapper to see which way the the running back's going. And that's why he looks horrible on film, except for when we got these new guys in and when he doesn't have to play a lot of snaps. And it does help our linebackers a little bit, but we ran the same scheme last year and our linebackers still look trash. I just think T.J. Edwards is just a good player, so it doesn't really matter what we do with him. And then the third the third thing is um, he doesn't really make adjustments. See, um, before you go on, Chris, I disagree with that last point. Now, your first points are interesting, and, and I, I understand where you're going. They've been better in the second half of games than they've been the first half. Like, Obviously, there's some sort of adjustments going on because they've given up less points second half of games than first half. Well, again, a point to the schedule and the teams we've been playing. We, we, we've been getting away with playing – second stringers or guys that just became starters because the first stringers was trash or, you know, Aaron Rodgers would have broken, broken up. And even if we face Tom Brady, he, he sucks right now. So I can't really say how I remember. I remember, you know, when teams run the ball on us, we just hopefully <laughs> outscore them or, you know, uh, really our offense has been – Winning games for us whenever we need a key well, drive. Well, so in in some games, yes, but that Indianapolis game, I thought, and then we know Hurts made the plays again. Chris, I appreciate the call. And did did uh, Chris convince me? He did not. Made some good points. Um, now he now the Indianapolis game, I thought the defense really kept them in the game. I mean, they don't win that game. Even Jalen making the plays at the end, they don't win. They don't, they're not in the game if it wasn't for Gannis' defense. Let me again. I I mentioned a few minutes ago. I don't remember any of this stuff in 2017. I, I don't. Maybe I'm just forgetting. Maybe I'm forgetting the details of the day to day conversation around that team that won the Super Bowl. So again, this is like the second or third person that's mentioned the schedule. So do you know how many teams the Eagles beat in 2017 in the regular season that made the playoffs? The answer is two. Okay, they had two wins that season over playoff teams: the Carolina Panthers and. The, the Rams. Los Angeles Rams. Two teams they beat that went on to make the playoffs. Two out of 13 games. This year, and we'll see how many wins they end with, but I think there is a chance they win eight games this season against teams that make the playoffs. It might be six. It might be seven. And, you know, We'll see what happens down the stretch of the season. But on their schedule right now, they've already beat the Vikings. They will be in the playoffs. Right now, if the season ended, the Commanders would be in the playoffs. They beat them. Right now, if the season ended... Well, and they'll play the Titans coming up. But, like, Titans are coming up. That's a playoff team. Giants coming up very well might be a playoff team. They already beat the Cowboys playoff team. They could end up with somewhere between four to eight wins over teams that make the playoffs, depending on how the NFC shakes out if they beat the Titans on Sunday. There's variables here. But they could end up between four and eight wins over teams that make the playoffs. They had two in 2017. I, I I don't remember all this, you know, worry about, oh, well, they haven't done it against anybody. No, we're just happy they were winning football games. Now it's like the details got to matter so much. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in. We come back, your phone calls. Do you believe John Degan is a good defense coordinator? I do. Now, our last call used the word great. I never said great, but I think he's good. Good defense coordinator. Agree or disagree. And we'll give you injury updates. Jonathan Gannon's defense could be getting some reinforcements. How close is, John, is uh, Jordan Davis? And an update today on C.J. Garner-Johnson from head coach Nick Sirianni. That's next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. 
Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.